This is Scott Vanderplug, and you're listening to the Artist's Edition Index Podcast, Episode 15. Thank you for joining me once more on this monthly look at all things AE or Artist Editions. Um, looking back at what's transpired in the month of January, it's interesting. We saw two things happen fairly large on the Artist Edition Index site. And that is uh, the Scott Dunbeer Awards 2017 went live on January 1st. And in January, I also launched my Patreon campaign. Uh, well, let's talk about those two things and then we'll, as the focus for this month's podcast, and then we'll get into our normal topics as well. 2017 Scott Dunbeer Awards. Um, for the first time ever, I got a retweet, a repost on Facebook from IDW Publishing uh, about the Scott Dunbeer Awards, so that was nice. Um, I'm recording this on January 30th for going live the 31st. I don't have time tomorrow to do it, record it. This is the last day of the month, so I'm doing it the day before. And it's interesting uh, to look at the numbers that uh, Best Design has gotten 94 voters. Best Reproduction and Scanning Quality has gotten 76 voters. Favorite Material has 84 voters. Best Overall has 82 voters. Best Publisher has 82 voters. And purchased in 2017 has 87 voters. So people came on and just voted for best design. Uh, at a minimum, seven more people voted only in that category than the other categories. I just think that's really interesting that uh, people are so passionate about design. I'm hoping uh, that we'll get a few more votes. But these numbers have been pretty stagnant for a few weeks. I think the uh, the lure, the draw, the excitement of voting uh, came at the beginning of the month when they went live and it sort of stayed there. Uh, I mean, the nice thing is anyone can go on the site and see the current votes. Uh, I will be posting the final votes on February 1st and my hope is to uh, pretty up the uh, data maybe do some nice graphs or something because unfortunately the uh, the default voting graph uh, that comes with the WordPress plugin I'm using for polling yeah, it's a bit uh, it's a bit dull so I'll see if I can pretty that up a bit but that is exciting I think uh, I don't think there's gonna be any surprises um, I decided not to vote uh, this year I will put my own votes in the post at the bottom when I post the uh, award winners on the first but I didn't want to skew the votes this year especially with purchased in 2017 um, since I've bought everything I didn't want to you know like I said skew those numbers well maybe I'll vote in the other categories and not purchased we'll see I will disclose that on February 1st anyways uh, some good numbers like I said no surprises uh, this month as well uh, I posted the patreon for the artist edition index and uh, what was the what was the reasoning for that if you go to uh, the uh, patreon page that I have set up it's uh, it gives the outline um, the cost of the books is the main reason um, combined cover price of the books this year was 2495 I think I messed that up somewhere because I, I think I posted 2975 somewhere else but 2495 is the accurate number if you bought every artist edition format book in 2017 the cover price is two thousand four hundred ninety five dollars 
And then there's the web hosting. That's about it. That's the cost involved with the site. Um, I record. I guess I did buy a microphone for the podcast, but that was, uh, well, 15 months ago. And I use my current computing equipment to record and edit it. Same for the website. So, like I said, the main cost is the books. And I've had affiliate links up for quite a while um, since uh, the since all the information was on Comic Daily. When I started the index, I put on uh, eBay affiliate links, and then I had Amazon ones, and then I added things from another world. I'm still searching for other online sellers of artist edition format books. Uh, that have an affiliate program that I could partake in as to augment things from another world because that's unfortunately the only place online that uh, I can do an affiliate link for the IDW artist editions. So if someone knows about that, please send me an email. But it's, uh, yeah, basically just trying to cover the cost. That's what it's all about. And um, I'm thankful for uh, Omar T, who was my first uh, Patreon supporter, and uh, him, him and I have shared some emails in the past. And Scott Dumbier was the second supporter. And uh, he's been, uh, I really want to give a thanks out to Scott Dumbier and his support of the site and this Patreon campaign. Uh, He's posted on Facebook. He's gone on the forums and talked about it. He's offered up um, two Artist Edition books to be raffled off when we get to the $100 per month level. Um, Very supportive and a great thanks to that. Absolutely. That's it. That's my uh, that, that's my plug. You all know I do it every month. So thank you uh, for supporting the site through the affiliate links and now uh, with the Patreon. We, got, we currently have 11 patrons. And I'm not hiding any of the dollar amounts. It's We're at $35 per month. So you can come on and take a look. I may uh, be a little more transparent with the finances as well on the About page. I may post um, what, my, uh, what my total uh, in affiliates were for uh, each month. We'll see. Like I said, nothing to hide. I'm uh, I'm spending the money on books to re- books for the site to review. All right, all done with that sales pitch. Thank you. As usual, I have a cough, and uh, I'm pausing as I record to uh, get those coughs. Hopefully, not on the air. All right, let's look at our uh, standard format uh, for the podcast. Then we look at uh, shipping changes, solicitations, sales, letters, new releases, and reviews. All right, let's look at shipping changes. Man, every month, you know, the it, the month rolls along. And I think, ah, there wasn't that many changes. And this month, it really wasn't that bad. We had, uh, let's talk about the changes. So Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lion Man Artist Edition made its first move. It's been sat at February 28th for a while. Now it's at March 14th. Walter Simonson's Battlestar Galactic Art Edition, uh, March 14th. Ross Andrews' Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition moved uh, to March 28th. Best of Amparala Magazine Art Edition moved to April 18th. And then we had our new editions, uh, three new editions this month, which we'll talk about later. I mean, that Best of Amparala, is, is, it's a running joke, almost uh, as bad as Stranko, Nick Fury, and Captain America Artist Edition. Will these books ever come out? Let's hope. Um, Ross Andrews, that was its first move. Uh, like I said, as was uh, Kubert's Tarzan. Simonson's Bowser Galactic Art Edition has moved a bunch of times. I'm hoping we're actually going to see it this time. Fingers crossed. All we can do is hope. Uh, while I'm uh, I'm actually on the Artist Edition Index page, which I still call Artist Edition Gallery Edition Original Art Archives Index. That's a callback to the previous 
what the page was called on Comic Book Daily. And I've made some changes to the site. Uh, I, I, I moved the images slightly. You probably won't notice on the regular desktop site. But if you check the site on a mobile device, you'll see that the, uh, the title of the book doesn't sort of partially wrap around the image and look bad. Now the whole thing is complete. And you'll see image and then information. So I was, I don't know why it took me so long to notice that. I, I really never look on my phone. The site's open on my desktop PC all the time. So that's just when I spotted it. And thought, hey, I know how to fix that. Also, I actually had to add, I had to add some code to the uh, to my WordPress site, but that wasn't too hard. The other change I added was I added editor, production, and design to the listings for the books, so that you can now know who is the editor on every book, who was listed as production. So. Uh, production can be listed as production. It could be all kinds of things, actually. Uh, corrections. It will, may fall under different titles in the books, but I stuck with production. And so you may see multiple names. And then there's design. So that's the, uh, the three categories. Uh, I tried to make standard across uh, all the listings, and then you can have a good look at who is doing what on these books. More of an informative uh, data. I, I can't imagine someone's going to say, oh my goodness, uh, Tina Lessie did the design on that uh, Dark Horse Gallery edition. I've got to pick that up, right? It's just nice to know that when you look at a book and say, wow, I love the way this looks, or I love, uh, you know, the scans on these are so great. Uh, how was this, who did the this awesome job? You'll be able to look and see who it is. As well, it helps when you look at the awards. Uh, like the 2017 awards, I've got best design. I didn't put the designer's name. I do do that on uh, when I list the results, and I, we will name the best designer of 2017 for these books, just as we do the other categories. So that's those are my changes as well. Actually, I added a new font. Um, Comicraft had a uh, font sale on uh, January 1st, and I picked up their Foom font. I've got, I'm, I'm using that uh, here and there on the website. I just wanted to see what it looked like. Uh, I think it adds a, I wanted to add something a bit comic-y to this, not just so straightforward, uh, standard graphics. All right. That's changes to the uh, Artist Edition Index page. Moving on from shipping changes to solicitations. This month we had three books solicited in the February 2018 previews. Let's look at each one. First up, these are alphabetically listing. Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters Artist Edition. A collection of beautiful stories featuring some of Jack King Kirby's most iconic and enduring heroes. Captain America, the X-Men, Ant-Man, and Sergeant Fury. Included in this glorious artist edition are complete stories of each and all drawn in the old twice-up format, meaning this is a big book. Additionally, several of the Kirby's best monster stories are also included. Rounding off in true artist edition style is an extra-long gallery section filled with great and rare covers, pinups, and exceptional pages. This has been solicited for June 27th, 2018. It's 15 by 22, as mentioned. 160 pages which is outside of that standard 144 that IDW does. So I think they've actually got the uh, pages that they're going to do in this book together already. 150 USD cover price because it's the 15 by 22 size. And the preview covers that it's showing is Avengers 16, one of my all-time favorite covers. And it's I, I wrote about it on Comic Book Daily. It's just the, 
It's the first back issue I saw on a wall in a comic store. I was uh, I was shopping in Hamilton on James Street back in the uh, on the comic shops that are no longer there. I, I think I was eight. And I looked on the wall and there was a back issue and I thought, wow, comics, you know, are worth more than the 75 cents on the color, on the cover. And that cover just reached out and grabbed me and uh, stuck with me ever since. So it's nice to see that on an artist edition and that I'll be able to have that. Next up, Terry Moore, Strangers in Paradise, Gallery Edition. Terry Moore's work as a writer and artist and letterer are on display for all to see in the new Terry Moore, Strangers in Paradise, Gallery Edition. Celebrate the 25th anniversary of Strangers in Paradise with this presentation of Moore's art spanning the entire Eisner Award-winning series. The evolution of Terry, together with Francine, Cachu, David, and all of the other characters that inhabit the Strangers in Paradise world is captured in this 248-page large-format hardcover edition. The artwork contained in the Smythe Zone Deluxe Edition is framed by the original 20-page version of the very first Strangers in Paradise story and Strangers in Paradise number 90, the series 2007 finale. Included between these bookends is a representational page from each of the 105 issues published between issues 1 and 90. Also included is an extensive gallery section containing covers and miscellaneous Strangers in Paradise art from the last 25 years. Solicited for a June 27, 2018 date, uh, 12 by 17, 240 pages, 125 USD. Um, I like the idea of this book. Um, uh, I really would have liked to see a selection of 18 issues. I'm sorry, maybe 10, I guess that'd be too many. Maybe 8 to 10 issues of Strangers in Paradise at 20 pages, 22 pages a piece, giving a representation of the of the comic as a whole, as opposed to two complete comics and then a single page from all the other issues. And this reminds me very much of uh, the Sandman Gallery Edition that Dark, uh, Gal- sorry, that uh, Graffiti Designs did, where we got two complete stories and then a bunch of pages. Um, and it's interesting, Graffiti Designs, doing their first gallery edition outside of DC. This is with Abstract Studios. Let's uh, see if that continues on. Uh, Their publishing uh, has really slowed down. And uh, the only book they have advanced, mentioned, not solicited, but sort of spoke of, was The Killing Joke that they haven't completed yet. Oh, actually, and Green, um, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, or is it Green Arrow, Green Lantern? The Neil Adams book. Um, they did say those two books would be coming when they initially did their advertising for gallery editions way back when, after the first three. But uh, we have yet to see those. Uh, I have uh, haven't heard back yet from uh, Bob Chapman. I'm going to email him again and see if I can get a response uh, from my questions. Specifically, I'd maybe I'll ask Scott Dumbier too. Uh, specifically, where's uh, Batman Year One? Who, who, who has the ability to do it? Because I'm pretty sure David Mazzuchelli has the scans or the artwork. So it just seems to be why can IDW do it? Can Feed Designs do it? Somebody, just do it. All right, third book listed this month, The Prisoner, Original Art Edition. I've seen this listed a couple different ways as the uh, Jack Kirby, the Gil Kane Prisoner. But uh, here's the blurb. This special oversized collector's edition will contain the entire 17-page Jack Kirby strip, the first six pages of which were inked and lettered by Mike Royer, as well as 18 pages of pencils drawn by legendary comic artist Gil Kane. In addition to reprinting these rare pages, this collection also features unmissable bonus archive material, including facsimiles of the original script as written by Steve Englehart. 
solicited for July 11th, 12 by 17, 64 pages, 79.99 USD. Yes, I am as floored by that as everybody else. This book was originally advanced solicited through the book trades. I saw it on uh, Edelweiss as 64 pages, 49.99. There's a reasonable cost. I mean, it's a hardcover, big book. 64 pages, that's 32 actual pieces of paper printed on both sides. That's insane for $80. I mean, could there any more be banking on the Kirby Kane names for this book? Titan has released two books to this point. They've both been superb, excellent reproduction, excellent bonus material, and a good price. I don't know why this change, what has happened that there's this suddenly... Our cost per page is way, way up. We've never seen higher than, it's always been less than a dollar per page. And this is just, this is insanity. So I'm hoping it gets changed before the book is released. But I mean, what are the odds of that? I am, for the first time in a long time, I'm on the fence about whether I'm going to buy an AE format book. This just seems crazy. I'm going to reach out to my Titan press contact, see if I can get more info. Those are our solicitations. Let's move on to sales. There uh, was no sales post for uh, December 2017 because no artist edition format book shipped in December 2017. That's uh, that's a simple reason for it. But we did had uh, we did had out of print sales like we always do. And uh, you know I still I've still got some books on here that were listed out of print but are now back in stock at Diamond. Like um, Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, the world's greatest artist edition. It's back in stock at Diamond. Low stock, but it's there. Uh, This came about me checking everything diligently again because um, Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula artist edition was showing out of stock at IDW a week after it was released. And uh, the online shops, a lot of them didn't have it. There was a bit of an uproar there. It just um, Scott Dumbier did confirm on the forums. Forum, I guess. I'm only visiting the one forum on the uh, Tapatalk forum that uh, Diamond had another order in and they were they will be arriving there so this book will be available again. All right, let's talk about what sold. So you gotta think December sales, um, I don't know, last minute Christmas buyers, maybe, I don't think so. I think if you're buying a book on eBay for Christmas, you got it before December, but let's talk about those sales. Star Wars, Dark Times Gallery Edition, one sold, 45 bucks. Again, you know, Dark Horse can't print it because Star Wars, um, they really cleared it out. I think it's still floating at those low prices. David Mazzuchelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition. One copy sold, $249.99. I think this is, the, this is sort of the new price for this book, 200 to 250 US. Um, and it's the big surprise to me that there has not been a reprint. I think the demand for this book as a reprint, second printing, uh, is high. And as well, maybe it's an artisan edition. This is stunning stuff. And really, it's been out of print far too long. Four copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, the World's Greatest Artist Edition for an average of $137.49. So undercover. So it's definitely worth picking up on the Ebays there. If you can't get a discount elsewhere, I think you can still get a discount on things from around the world. Uh, John Romina's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition. Three copies sold an average of $79.98. This one seems to have plummeted. 
I don't know if, uh, you know, that's the one with a lot of the Jim Mooney finishes slash inks finishes. Uh, maybe people aren't fans of it, but it's, uh, it's, it's a really nice looking book. I, I especially enjoy the cover. I think it was an early book and very well done. Then we have Marvel Covers, Artist Edition. One copy sold, 143.63. That's quite a bit of a cover. And there is a second print available, so I'm not quite sure of that. Mike Mignola's Hellboy in Hell and Other Stories, Artist Edition. Um, two copies sold. For one hundred and dollars and six cents, the average. Uh, the second printing of that is finally out now. That is above the previous cover price, so it's got a new cover. And uh, someone emailed me to say that the uh, bit of the design has been changed. There was uh, some text removed from some of the uh, introductory designer pages. So. Spawn Vault Edition, three copies sold, 116.67 average price. Man, that is a significant discount over the 175 cover price. That's a pretty great on the eBay's there. Stranko Nick Fury, Agent of Shield Artist Edition, one copy sold, 120 bucks. Again, undercover there, nice price. Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition, no first print sold, one second print sold, 198.04. I don't, I don't get that. Maybe somebody really liked the cover that much. And then Walter Simonson's Thor Artist Edition. One copy sold, 85 bucks. So again, uh, cheaper than what it was cover. That's one of the few artist editions that had a cover price uh, on it, and that was uh, was 100 All right. Those are out-of-print sales. Again, uh, eBay seems like a good opportunity um, when you're picking up these books. Just make sure, well, make sure it's in the condition from the pictures that you want it in and that uh, the shipping is reasonable. I'm in Canada, so shipping is never reasonable. And based on the size of the book, yeah, I'm trying to pick up. All right. Two books were released in January of 2018. Those books were Frank Thorne's Gita and Erotic Treasury Archival Edition on January 10th and Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition on January 17th. Let me talk about Frank Thorne's Gita and Erotic Treasury Archival Edition Volume 1 first. Here's the blurb. In 1978, fresh off his run on Red Sonia, Frank Thorne went on to create the lusty warrior goddess Gita. Imbued with the spirit of a mighty general, she would lead a ragtag band against bloodthirsty armies and along the way get in some tumbumping. This initial volume showcases some of Frank's early start of Gita, including her first appearance in the erotic epic Gita of Alazar. Early character designs, <clears throat> unproduced movie storeboards, the wizard and warrior women portfolio, pinups and covers. This edition, measuring 11 by 17, the artwork has been scanned from the original pages in color to ensure the closest reproduction. Again, released on January 10th, <clears throat> 12 and a quarter by 17 and a quarter inches, 134 pages, 129.99 USD. If you've read my review, you know where I'm going with this, but if you haven't and you're listening to those stats saying, what, wait a second, that book was solicited at 15 by 22 inches. Then you are absolutely correct. <clears throat> it, uh, I, man, I'm like a dog with a bone on this issue because that just makes me angry. So it's solicited. You know, it's the diamond solicits. You go on the manufacturer's website. You look at what's listed there. It's listed as... 15 by 22. So I put my order in. It's 130 bucks. I think to myself, hey, that's a pretty good price. 15 by 22, $130. A little more than what um, 
IDW charges, they charge 150 for that page size, right? But that's okay. Uh, I'm getting a bit of a deal here at Hermes Press. <clears throat> um, the book comes out, you know, I buy it, I take it home. I'm looking at it, reading it. It's something's wrong, you know. You think there's some what is what am I missing here? There's something not right. And then I go back and look at the solicitation. I'm like, hey, wait a second. It's listed as 15 by 22. And then I think, wow, let's look at the diamond uh, listing. Hey, it's 15 by 22. Let's look at the Amazon listing. Hey, it's 15 by 22. And 144 pages. So we went from 15 by 22 to 12 by 17, went from 144 pages to 134 pages. But we stayed at that $130 cover price. And then we get into the description, right? It's just aggravating. This is not the, uh, so we got, let's, uh, sorry. I'm, uh, rarely am I this disappointed in something. Especially at this, so, it, you know, you get a solicitation. I understand if it's changed. So Hermes Press did change the solicitation page just before release to say eleven by, to say 12 by 17. That's why it's in the blurb, because I use the latest blurb. But then I got the book, and I'm looking at the scans, and they're a bit soft. Uh, the, the story, Gita Valazar, I find the scans a bit soft. Um... And then I'm thumbing the paper. And the paper is kind of thin. It's not the best reproduction of the original artboards available because artboards are thicker than this, as represented by every other publisher of artist edition format books. <coughs> it's interesting, you know, there's even a note from the editor who says, most artwork done for comic books during the late 70s and early 80s was drawn at 11 by 17 Bristol. This is the size Thorne worked on when he drew his previous series from Marvel, Red Sonja. When Frank started drawing Gita Valazar, he used similar Bristol stock for the first page of the story. Thorne then decided to redraw this page and the rest of the story using 15 by 21 artboard. I thought to myself, hey, that's all right. So that's that was that was nice that the editor included that. That's right before the gallery section. Um, the book is really well produced from an editorial standpoint. Um, there is a lot of great material. The editor's name is Brian Peck. Um, the book is, we've got the complete story, Gita Valazar. Then we got the extras. A lot of storyboards. There's covers. There's pinups. There are pencils. There's character designs. And there's a nice write-up by Peck introducing each chapter. Giving a lot of extra material. Great stuff. Uh, the book ends with, uh, we don't get a biography like we normally do of, uh, in these kind of books, but we get an index of where every piece of art uh, in the book appeared. So it's really interesting to see uh, where these things appeared, especially because this is sort of all over the place um, in uh, different, different uh, things like uh, 1984, from uh, Warren Publications, uh, Gita Valzar, The Wizard and Warrior Woman, who published that? Um, Blue Dolphin, um, City Valzar Overview. So there's, it's a really great resource 
of where the artwork is put together and what was provided. It's a great package of from an editorial standpoint, from what is on offer. Unfortunately, the scans just fall a bit short. The size is extremely disappointing, especially because um, for those of us who pre-ordered, we're, I mean, I, I'm committed. I can't say to my com- local comic shop, hey, you ordered this book for me. Nobody else is going to want this because, you, you know, you ordered one copy and it was for me. It's not how it was solicited. I'd like to return it. That's not fair to your local comic shop. They have, they bought it outright. I guess these are the few things I guess you could have ordered. If you order on Amazon, you're not happy. You can return it, which is always nice. Uh, the other My other issue with this book is that it no shrink wrap, uh, no cardboard case. So 130 bucks, boom, there it is. Uh, thankfully, the book wasn't damaged. I didn't have any issues with it. But, you know, for the price range and this format of book, we've come to expect things. And uh, unfortunately, from a production standpoint, uh, the book falls short. And uh, to date is my most disappointing <coughs> artist edition of the 90, is it 90 published so far? All right, that's enough of me raining down on that. Let's move on to Gene Colon's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition. Here's the blurb. Tomb of Dracula by Wolfman Colon. And Palmer has long been considered one of the best Marvel comics of the 1970s. Colin's atmospheric artwork was the perfect companion to Wolfman's dark and foreboding stories. Together, they formed a classic series. This artist edition collects six fantastic stories plus an incredible gallery section. Released on January 17th, 12 by 17, 144 pages. And it really is 144 pages. 125 USD. And uh, what is included? Let me give you a bit of rundown here. So it got an awesome intro by Wolfman about how the, the process took place. Uh, great stuff. Don't want to spoil that. Get into that and read it yourself. Collects issues 25, 28, 36, 37, 46, 48 of the Tomb of Dracula series, all inked by uh, Tom Palmer and uh, penciled by Gene Cole and written by Mar Volfa. Along with that, you get a nice gallery of uh, a lot of pages. There, I mean, uh, you, you've got a Doctor Strange page by Colin, which is great. And it's uh, it's uh, one of the images in the review. Then you get uh, some covers. Then you get pages from three up to 70. Actually up to 72 because there's a bunch of unpublished pages that are included in this as well. I found the scan quality to be mostly good. I had a few bits of softness. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it was uh, preservation on whoever, maybe it was Colin, but uh, a lot of the stuff that we normally see uh, glued to a page, like page numbers, uh, you know, notes that repeat, like continued after next page, uh, that kind of thing, were taped to the pages. And the tape, unfortunately, uh, on all the scans makes whatever's under it a bit blurry. So that was a bit disappointing. Um, <clears throat> there are margin notes, but uh, the way the printers uh, trim pages, uh, we don't get to see. Or we, don't, we, get to, well, we get to see part of a note, but we don't get to read any of them. Uh, pages have aged uh, in, in varying degrees. You know, very light, uh, off-white to uh, yellowy tan. Uh, nothing detracts from the reading experience. <clears throat> I had uh, read nothing of this book. I don't like horror comics, just like I don't like humor comics. So I had never bothered to read any of this. And, uh, you know, going in from this way, seeing uh, 
Colin and Palmer here are just amazing. These pages look so great. And uh, there's so many interesting, you know, close-ups, and I've, I've tried to include them in the, uh, in the review of the faces and expressions and the great use of black blacks. The, uh, the, the various gradients uh, show up in the blacks, and uh, it's that air of zipatone. Uh, it looks like uh, <clears throat> a lot of zipatone used throughout, but, uh, again, looks great. Really, really nice stuff in this book. And I think you'd be impressed by the extras. Um, nothing, I mean, you can't really read the extras, but there's a nice variety of uh, what you can see. And uh, to see the uh, colon uh, pencils are really, really nice. Uh, I said in the review, what's with the lettering on the unpenciled? Is that digital? And uh, Scott Dunbeer did say that no, those are, that's, that's hand done. Uh, I would like to know when it was done, um, but uh, must be on the original, uh, those unfinished pages. Ah, that's uh, that's it for the month. Uh, two books released. Uh, February. We'll see what February is shaping up to be because I'm not sure. We're going to see one book in February for lucky, and that's Batman Secrets Sam Keith Gallery Edition out uh, February seventh. So keep your fingers crossed for that. Um, I need to, you know, I need to get the plugs uh, properly uh, at the beginning and end of this podcast because uh, I did not mention that the Artist Edition Index is at aeindex.org. And I can be reached at scott at aeindex.org. Uh, the podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher and on the website. So please uh, take a look and listen at those spots. Um, on the uh, post of the uh, podcast, I include links to everything that we talked about today. And uh, let me do one more plug for becoming a patron of the site. Um, I removed, I had uh, levels at the beginning and I just removed them all. Uh, it starts at a dollar. If you'd like to contribute a little more than a dollar, it's greatly appreciated. But for now, support uh, is uh, greatly appreciated. Scott Dunbeer, uh, along with his generosity of uh, promoting the Patreon and the site, has also said that he would do a monthly Q&A. So I will email in the middle of the month, uh, beginning with February, I'll email the beginning of the month, everybody who is a patron of the uh, Artist Edition Index, and they can provide me their questions for Scott Dunbeer, and he will take up to an hour answering them, and we will uh, present that to the patrons, um, again, probably through email and through the Patreon site, uh, those answers. So there's a nice reason for you to become a patron of the site. Uh, as it goes, as it moves forward, I have a few goals. Uh, my $50 goal is that I will uh, start doing video reviews of the books. So uh, I'll get a tripod for my uh, video camera. I may use my phone. Um, I will get a stand for the book or we'll do a straight overhead shot and we will flip every page, take our time. I'll discuss the book as it goes and we will add that. <clears throat> and then at the $100 level, I will improve my photography for the reviews. Right now, I use my iPhone. I have an iPhone 7 Plus. And uh, I need to get some proper lighting. I need an overhead rig. And I may invest in a, at that $100 level, I will invest in a digital camera and get a better, some better photo quality. As well, at that, when we hit that $100 level, we will raffle off two Artist Edition books courtesy of Scott Damir at IDW. So, thanks again, 
and uh, catch us at aunext.org.